0: <laughs>
1: Hello, kiddies. It's your old pal, John Cassir, the voice of the Crypt
0: Keeper. And tonight, I'd like to introduce all of you creeps to the Crypt Keeper's podcast, hosted by Spooky Bruce and Horror Ryan. But be careful what you axe for. You may get it! <laughs>
1: Hello, boils, ghouls, and non-binary fiends. This is the Crypt Keepers. I'm your host, Horror Ryan. With me, as always, is People Magazine's top one best hair, Spooky Bruce. Aw,
0: thank you. Hello, boys and girls. <laughs> did a little switcheroo for you. We ya. did. Bruce, why don't you tell us what show we got here? Hi, this is the Crypt Keepers, a show where we analyze... Episodes of HBO's anthology series *Tales from the Crypt* and the DC... shit. Got <laughs> him. <laughs> <laughs> this is *The Crypt Keepers*, a show where we analyze episodes of HBO's anthology series *Tales from the Crypt* and the EC comics that inspired them.
1: This week, we're looking at season four, episode three, "On a Dead Man's Chest,"
0: based on a story from *Hunt of Fear* number twelve. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Good. We just we just decided to switch it up because I was like I have nothing to introduce you with this week. Hey, this is what we do. We just tag <laughs> actually this whole thing. I had something, but I don't know how you feel about it. Go ahead. All right, uh, joining me as always is the kid from the I learned from watching you, Dad. PSA. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: like it. Yeah, I like it. Okay. <laughs> You could also go with Peter Griffin's before photo for Ryan. Oh, no, no,
0: no. Anyway. I have a question. (laughs) Yes. Are you ready to rock? Oh, man, I am ready to rock. This is. Now, okay, so uh, Ryan came at me with a big promise. Yes, I did. I I said I did not like this. Well, we were setting up our mics. I didn't hate it. I did not hate it by any stretch. I just did not think it was good. I expected a lot more from this director, a whole hell of a lot more. And, uh, Ryan says to me, "I, I promise." Let's talk that about it a bit, and I promise that you will end up liking it at the end so. of
1: this episode. Because you know, some some things aren't good. Yes, but if you watch or experience things that aren't good with friends they can become better. That
0: is true. That is very, very true.
1: Shout out to everyone. I've I've, that I forced to watch really shitty movies. with.
0: (laughs) What was that one movie we watched with the robots, uh, killing the, uh, porn stars
1: exterminator city. Exterminator Exterminator city. City, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's bad. That's real bad, but I love it, but I love it anyway. So yeah, how are you? Good. Just working. Same old thing. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that I've watched recently. I don't really don't. I've, we finished Yellow Jackets. Oh yeah, the first season. Okay, yeah. We're, you're, Excellent. you're current. I'm in.
0: I'm in second season now.
1: Uh, you're current. Yeah,
0: current too. Uh, yeah.
1: I'm not, but um, the first season was amazing. We loved it, um, and I am eagerly anticipating going down the Italian Gothic horror train. Nice of the '60s, which we will start probably pretty soon. Yeah,
0: awesome. Yeah. Um, I did get some good reviews on our um, evil dead rise. Episode. Yeah. I saw a few comments and one of them said that I was right. You were wrong. So the people have spoken. That's true. <laughs> hey, I never, I never said I was right. I just hey, said you know, I had an opinion. I also, I, I heard from a couple of our friends who listened to it and they said they got, they understood what you were saying. They got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they went, they, they enjoyed it, but they understood what you were saying. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I mean, I'm that, just, that's fine. I guess I'm I, just, I understand. Uh, what, I understand what you're saying too. Oh yeah. You know, it's just I mean, that, you know, there's just that like X factor. And everything
1: right I just didn't feel like there was enough kind of gold star uh, memorable moments for me to be as impressed as I yeah. always because almost every time I rewatched 2013 or Evil Dead 2 mm-hmm. there's always something new that I'm like oh that's fucking awesome
0: I'm sure we spent an hour talking about it last time I'm right. sure we could spend another hour talking about it this well yeah time. that's yeah. how we are <laughs> uh, I've been going through I decided to make this my summer of saucers oh. I'm, gonna watch, yeah, I'm gonna watch UFO movies <laughs> I thought you said sausage <laughs> no i went oh really no no no. summer of saucers so okay. i'm going through trying to watch as many ufo movies as i can and so far it is not going good <laughs> it is uh for every close encounters of the third kind out there have you have you ever seen that no we have to watch it sometime is it good it oh my god it's one of the best movies ever made damn yeah all right yeah it's it's almost like a spiritual experience watching that oh okay um uh, but for every close accounts of the third kind, there are 100 movies that suck ass.
1: That's for yeah. That's yeah. That's for everything though, and really. So I've
0: watched three so far. Okay. Yeah, and uh, uh, the highest rated one I gave two stars to. Yeah. Everything else has been a one and a one and a half. Oh boy. Yeah. But it's
1: an experience. It is an
0: experience. Well, you know, one of them I gave a one star to. I was like, at least they tried something new. Because a lot of uh, a few uh, the two other ones I watched these they're indie films. Right. right, they're just rehashing UFO conspiracy theories without adding anything to them. Oh, okay. And but this one at least was like, I am going to try something different and new. They don't accomplish much. It's very amateurish. But so you gave it a one out of ten? I gave it a one out of five. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, wow, you're being really stingy with those oh, scores. Oh no, 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 no. So they got twenty percent.
1: Even a movie that's just mad, I'll give like a four or five. Okay. Yeah, because at yeah. least they're trying. You,
0: you you always do uh five, one to one to ten. Yeah. I I only do one to five because interesting. Yeah. So. Uh, good luck, yeah. Thank on you. Your journey. You. I did uh, uh, a few years ago. I did uh, Sasquatch Summer. Where I tried to watch as many Bigfoot movies as I yeah. could. And about uh, ten into it, I was like, "They're just all the same movie. I can't do this anymore." What's
1: the best Sasquatch movie you've ever seen?
0: Legend of Boggy Creek. Okay. Yeah. Eh. Eh. I have to check that. I'm gonna write that down. Legend of Boggy Creek. Legend of Boggy Creek. Yes. It is a it is a uh, documentary that made the drive-in circuit in the 70s okay yeah sweet um
1: oh i did watch a movie i don't know if i remember saying this or not if i did i apologize but um i found just the cutest fucking movie what's that it's called i married a witch okay no i think we talked about that we did Yeah, it sounds very familiar damn yeah i don't know but anyway (laughs) it's like a romantic comedy where a guy um and a witch get together yeah and she like she like descendants of her cursed their that family Mm -hmm. Um. it was really fun. It yeah, was really cute. Yeah, really good. Um, oh, I also watched. Um, it's weird because I love Alfred Hitchcock. My favorite movie of his is Rear Window. Uh huh. And I've seen probably four or five of his other films. Yeah, I think that
0: might might be my favorite too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's one of my. That's in my top ten all time. Oh, absolutely. I could watch it yeah. at any time. But I have to admit, I've never seen Dial M for Murder. Oh yeah, did you like it? We watched it and yeah. we loved it. Okay. Good. It was great. Yeah. I'm not gonna say that it was it's not one of my favorites. It's not but psycho it, it's, and it's yeah. not rear
0: window. Yeah. A lot of people or like even, North by Northwest. I love I love that one. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I don't think it's as I don't think it's up there with like you said, rear window or um Psycho. Psycho, but yeah. Right. Still yeah. really good. And yeah. like just the
1: dialogue that he has mm-hmm. in his movies is mm-hmm. just
0: gold. Uh, I think, and this was a very enjoyable time watching it with you. For the, I think it was the first time you'd seen it was Rope. Yes. Yeah. Oh. A few years ago. Yeah. I think I've seen it three or That's, four times. I think since. those are my top three Hitchcock.
1: I would go Rear Window and then Rope and then Psycho. Okay. that. Yeah. That's psycho. good order. I yeah, mean, I love it, Rope. Any way you put those is going to be yeah, oh yeah. justifiable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But in for Murder was really good. We loved it. Yeah.
0: You uh, Strangers on a Train. No, no, I haven't seen that. I think you'll like that one too. It also has that. down a bunch. Yeah, it also has that weird gay subtext that Rope did.
1: Uh, it, it, well, there's also the penis and the vagina uh, metaphor in North by Northwest. Oh yes, of yeah. the train going into oh, the tunnel. Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: which has been parodied a thousand times over now. More, probably most famously by um, Family Guy. Uh well, oh yeah, it goes it just goes in and out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. So you want to move on to the actual episode. Yes. I think we're here here to discuss. Hey, we got there in less than fifteen minutes. We're doing good. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> so this one, more than any story we have covered so far, is vastly different it's, than the comic. It's so different. There is it's barely even the bones are there. Right. This yeah. is one of
1: those Stories where they took so many liberties Yeah,
0: there is one aspect they share And that's it And that it's tattoo related There's a tattoo Yeah, that's it That's it, it. yeah A character has a tattoo That's literally the only connecting That's literally it So, okay So this is Tales from the Crypt On a Dead Man's Chest From Season 4, Episode 3 Directed by William Friedkin Written by Larry Wilson Starring Yul Vasquez Paul Hip, Tia Carrera Sherry Rose And Heavy D Rock star Danny Darwin heads up the biggest act around, Exorcist. But tensions between Danny and the guitarist’s new wife, Scarlett, threatens to break up the band. A groupie convinces Danny to visit a voodoo practitioner/tattoo artist whose art shows what a person truly is on the inside. The tattoo, however, resembles Scarlet. Though Danny tries to have it removed, it returns. The groupie then convinces Danny that if he can’t get rid of the, the tattoo, he should just get rid of Scarlet instead. But Danny is soon to discover that all of his problems may just be skin deep.
1: Dun dun dun! dun.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that little flavor you Thank put Thank you. Yeah, it's real good. So this has William Friedkin as the director, and I expected a lot more from him. Okay, I'm. I don't. That name's not familiar. Oh, it should be. I'm going to talk. I'm going to go through his uh, his uh, credits and then like do the big one at the end. Okay. Just to get the reaction from you. Let's so we got to start with true crime documentaries such as The People versus Paul Crump, which I think actually helped Paul Crump get off death row. Um uh and The, the Thin Blue Line and then he moved on to uh you know mainstream movies, but mostly like he's mostly known for his horror and like really gritty neo-noir films. Cool. So we have things like The French Connection, an excellent crime film. That, with, that's
1: a really popular yeah, film.
0: Um Sorcerer I think that's a little known, but man, that's such a great movie. I don't think it's I've about these um, it's like a con, it's an uh, an escape convict, a hitman on the run, uh, and an Arab terrorist who Walking are just like a bar? They're basically they're in some like Latin American country and they're they're captured. I think that's how it goes. They're captured, and the dictator of the country is like, well. I will let you all go and give you amnesty if you drive a truck full of highly combustible dynamite up to the top of this mountain to help stop to help put out a fire at an oil rig. And the slightest bump on this truck will set off the dynamite. Wow. Yeah, it's it's super good. That's cool. uh, Cruising with Al Pacino, another great uh, neo-noir film. To Live and Die in LA, Rampage. Uh, the Guardian. Um, the Guardian's about a uh, a couple that hires a new babysitter, and they found the babysitter like is like a druid or something that worships a tree and is going to sacrifice their baby to this tree. What? <laughs> yes. Yikes. Uh, the rules of engagement, Bug, Killer Joe, Um. and his big one, the one he is most known for, The Exorcist. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why this band in the, sh- in the movie is called The Exorcist, or the TV show is called Exorcist, yeah. Um. I can see your disappointment in the episode. Yes, yes. I mean, he's done such great work. Like, everything he does, it, like, even if it's not well-known even if he is not uh known as like the the director of these things they're all great works right uh but he is known for being a notoriously difficult man to work with and very very demanding Hmm. on on the set of the exorcist um you know at the end when uh father um uh, uh uh not father Marin, uh father um shit the other, the other the young priest's name. I can't remember his name now. I don't know. Um he falls down the steps at the end. Yeah. And is dying. Um he is uh last rites are given to him by his friend, Father Dyer. Okay. Father Dyer was a real life uh priest, Catholic priest. He oh. was a technical advisor on the film. Oh cool. Right. And by all accounts is like a really, really sweet dude. He's still alive. He's like in his nineties. Oh wow. Right? He wasn't delivering the lines right.
1: An with, actual priest wasn't delivering the, the yes, lines
0: right. He um Freakin did not think he was delivering it with enough emotion. So freaking slap the shit out of him. What? Yeah. And so when you see his hand shaking on screen and he's crying, that's real.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: apparently he's known for getting physical with his actors to get, like, the right reaction from them. See, I don't. I don't get that. Yeah. I don't get
1: that.
0: And we've talked about it before
1: because we've, like, talked about our jobs and stuff. Yeah. But if I'm doing a job, I will do whatever I can to help. I yeah. will be a full fledged member of this team. Go get him until you disrespect me. Right. So the fact that people just are okay Put with up getting with smacked this. Yeah. around just for the, you know, whatever response they want. Right. Fuck you.
0: Right. That's right. just my opinion. Um, I've heard from actors before that uh, that is the sign of a shitty director is trying to get a real emotional reaction from you instead of depending on you just acting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, he's not an actor. Yeah. Yeah, he's so, not an actor. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have Larry Wilson as the writer. We've talked about him before. He he wrote, He was one of the writers on Beetlejuice and Adams Family. Oh, cool! And this is his second of five episodes he's done for Tales the Crypt. Nice. The first one was uh, East Will I love it. Yeah,
1: Tim, uh, Tim Roth.
0: Yeah, Tim yeah. Roth. Yeah. Tim Roth is the artist who um, kills people to get inspiration. Yes. That yeah. was a great episode. Uh, we have Yule Vasquez as Danny Darwin. This episode was one of his first roles. And then he had decades of minor character work. In like in movies or short runs on TV shows like Seinfeld um he played Bob for several episodes who's bob no 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 know. no idea uh runaway bride law and order like every other actor in the world uh sex and the city the sopranos but it seems like within the last decade he's kind of blown up oh after you know decades of being in the business um so he had like uh, runs on the show uh, I think it's called Tramie uh, Tremy? I don't know It's a neighborhood In New Orleans mm-hmm. I'm not French I'm not Cajun I can't say that shit right. uh, Looming Tower Narcos Mexico Russian Doll The Outsider Have you seen The Outsider? No you sh- It's on HBO Max Check it out Cool Is it a uh, movie? No, uh, no it's a um, It's a TV miniseries Oh cool um, uh, by uh, Based on a book By Stephen King Cool Yeah Excellent Excellent Uh, Severance Have you seen Severance? I don't think so Apple TV um, I don't have Apple TV. The best way I can describe that is corporate folk horror. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I still I do need to somehow get Apple TV because I, I need to watch the Tetris movie. Yes. That needs to happen. Um.
0: He's on the uh, he's on the uh, Godfather of Harlem TV series with uh, Forrest Whitaker about Bumpy Bumpy Johnson in the 60s. Yeah. Um. And he's currently on the White House Plumbers mini series on HBO Max. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, then we have Paul Hip as the guitarist Harry Bosch. That's his name, right? Nick? Nick Bosch. I don't know why it's Harry Bosch. <laughs> um, so he's had like, uh, like uh, Yul Vasquez, just a very long career in minor roles on TV and movies. Uh, Lethal Weapon 3, Bad Lieutenant. That's a real movie. <laughs> <Bad> <laughs> Lieutenant. And then there's a sequel to it called Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Oh God. <laughs> With Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage This one This bad lieutenant Had Harvey Keitel Oh ah, okay yeah. uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose The Cosby Murders You heard me right The Cosby Murders It's a murder <laughs> mystery show Starring Bill Cosby Wow And Yassine Bay The Well I think at the time He was most deaf Oh ah, okay yeah. uh, Face Off Waking the Dead ER Carnival Scrubs Numbers Burn Notice uh, I think he's on several episodes Of the Connors too uh, Then Tia Carrera As Scarlet Yeah. Calm down there, boy. <laughs> so <laughs> she, she was she did several things uh, prior, but her real big breakout role was she had a like 30 episode run on General Hospital back in the 80s. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Then she was on shows like just guest star, like a MacGyver and Mary, uh, Mary with children Friday the 13th, uh, the series showdown in Little Tokyo, which has one of the best uh, death scenes in movie history.
1: I've never heard of it. Uh,
0: it was one of Brandon Lee's first movies oh, cool. before The Crow. And at the end, I think it's Showdown. Showdown in Little Tokyo. The villain gets hit by a a, a, a subway car, yes, you do. and he just you just hear him go <laughs> right before he dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, Wayne's World and Wayne's World Two. Yep. Uh, True Lies. Cole the Conqueror uh lilo she was the voice of the older sister in lilo and stitch and then all the lilo and stitch media going forward
1: oh that's awesome yeah
0: um uh she was the star in a show called relic hunter which i've added to that list Ah, (laughs) and curb your enthusiasm uh csi warehouse 13 uh my big or no not my big but big fat family christmas most recently and asteroid versus earth
1: (laughs) hey she's had a long long career. career that's great I remember her from Wayne's World. Uh, Yeah, I think
0: that's where most people in our generation. Everybody remembers her from Wayne's World. Uh, Then we have Sherry Rose as Vendetta the Groupie. Vendetta, Vendetta. Like almost everyone else in this, minor roles or minor in or like starring in minor movies, married with children. The Flash 1990 series, Full House, Dark Justice, which I talk about a lot. Um, This is her first of actually two episodes in Tales from the Crypt. She oh. comes back in season six, only skin deep. Not there's Vendetta, but. Right. Um, Demon Knight. She was a character, Wanda. I don't remember who Wanda was in Demon Knight. I'm trying to think. I had. I got to look it
1: up next. So after this, I looked so. up synopsises
0: of it, and none of the synopsises mentioned Wanda. Weird. Yeah. I don't remember her. Hm. Um, She was the villain in the. Um, Uh, Roger Corman superhero series, Black Scorpion, and Black Scorpion 2. She was Aftershock.
1: Aftershock. Uh,
0: She made an appearance in Red Shoe Diaries, uh, Sons of Anarchy, and more recently, a werewolf movie called Nightclaws. Yeah. And finally, we have Heavy D from Heavy D and the Boys as the tattoo artist. They had a name, but I didn't catch his name. Um, I wrote it down because I knew that I would mess it up
1: for Rot Roche?
0: Yeah, yeah. He was he, they, they his name sounds Arab, but he's supposed to be Haitian. Haitian. Yes. Uh so this he was mainly known as a rapper back in the uh back in the 90s for right. Heavy Dean the Boys. Uh like that song, I think the most popular song he did is uh, Now That We Found Love. I don't what think I'm familiar gonna with, do it. with it. Yeah, okay. no idea. Okay, uh, but this is, I think this actually may have been his first acting role. And then he was on shows like Rock, Living Single. He was in the movie Life with uh, Eddie Murphy uh, and Martin Lawrence. Uh, the Cider House Rules, the TV show Boston Public, the Tracy Morgan show. I think he did music for that, and he was like a regular on there. Uh, Bones, and then he was in a movie called Tower Heist, and I think that was his last role before he passed away in 2011. Oh, RIP. Hmm. That's who we have. Nice. Yeah. It's a good cast. It's a I think a good they cast. all do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, ah, man. Honestly, Heavy D is probably
1: one of the best <laughs> yes, parts of the is. movie. Yes, he is. Or episode. episode. Yeah, he's so he's really funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, this is this is more of the uh, his, his scene is more of the more of the voodoo fear mongering we talked that kept coming up back in the nineties. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so do you want to go into the breakdown?
1: Let's do it. Once again, this is season four, episode three on a dead man's chest. The episode opens with the Crypt Keeper dressed as Elvis <laughs> next to a sign that says Elvis lives. The Crypt Keeper is playing guitar with an ear as a guitar pick. <laughs> That's a good touch. I like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, I'm just playing by ear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I, I'm, I'm happy this time we did not interrupt him at work. Right. He's, He's just jamming. He's just, just jamming. Yeah. The
1: episode opens to a... I'm going to say hair metal band. Yeah, I I don't know. It's weird because the guitar player, Nick, looks like he's in uh, a goth band. Yes. But then the vocalist looks like uh, Phil Anselmo from like
0: 1988. Yes. And then the... They're playing like a real heavy chug. like But it's not good. But the bassist is... Is headbanging like he's in a thrash metal band. Yeah. it's not. In, it's not in rhythm with the music. I felt like an
1: executive at HBO bought a heavy metal magazine once, and then just gave a bunch of clothes to the actors. Yes, and we're like, a band, bam."
0: Yeah, this wasn't. None of them looked like a. None of them looked like an actual heavy metal band from the '90s. Not at all. You know, back then it was uh, they'd wear a basketball jersey, And right. Knee length shorts and tennis shoes. Yeah, yeah, they weren't in leather. <laughs> right <laughs> And um, like tattered
1: black Like fish it, I don't want to say fishnets because the that holes was more, were too wide Yeah But just I don't know
0: Yeah these, this this was not what um, This is what people This is what white suburbia was scared of heavy metal Acts looking like Right yeah basically
1: The episode opens to the metal band Exorcist playing In their hometown of LA Straight from a European tour Singer Danny is whipping his hair
0: back and forth and belting <laughs> out the rocking tunes. <laughs> and it's like, I'm taking you down because I'm going down. That's the, the, and the lyrics that you hear. You can keep this in or not. I was high when I watched this. <laughs> so my notes are my uh, actual yeah. reactions. No, no, no.
1: We're, we're keeping that in. <laughs> okay, fine. Hey, do you like it? Yeah, I like it. Good. So Danny, he's whipping his hair. He's belting out the rock. Guitarist Nick starts shredding, bro. The girls in the front row are getting super wet by Nick, but but Nick's girl, it's my notes, it's my notes. (laughs) Voted worst episode of our podcast history because of me. Uh, They're all getting wet by Nick, but Nick's girl, Scarlett, is watching from behind the scenes, but she's having a ball. Danny takes the mic in between songs to announce that Nick is now married to the dismay of the female fans. Danny says, his lovely wife is with us. Want to meet her? He walks off stage and forcibly grabs Scarlett on stage. And she clearly does not want no, to be on stage. she's not it's, happy. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because um, she's like begging no, no, no. And then he finally just. Yeah, just yanks her up he there. Just yanks her. It's gross. And Danny grabs her wrist and he flings her into Nick's arms. Nick and Scarlett are both very confused. Danny grabs the mic again and says, I just got one hope that Nick doesn't get pussy whipped because Scarlett sometimes shits on this band. Groupie Vendetta smiles from off the stage and Danny grabs Scarlett again by her wrist and flings her off stage saying to the mic, get that bitch off the stage and let's tear this motherfucker down. I'm going to need you to write all your notes while high. They start to jam again, but Nick is clearly upset, and he puts his guitar down and walks off stage. Understandably upset. Uh, yeah, yeah, he just physically grabbed nah. and pushed, pulled yeah. his woman and embarrassed them on stage. She's a fucking asshole. Backstage, Nick pushes Danny, demanding an apology. Danny refuses and goes into the dressing room where Vendetta, groupie, and another groupie friend uh, reassure looks him. looks like she's
0: about 60.
1: She does. <laughs> but she has the best line of the whole episode. What does she say? They um they see uh, Danny. So Danny goes into the dressing room after refuses to apologize because he's a fucking asshole.
0: Yeah, he's acting like he's acting like they say they're the biggest rock act in the world. Oh, right. they, 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 actually, not just rock act, they say they're the biggest act in the world. Right. Right. Why? they suck. They do suck. Yeah. They do suck. But it's Nick.
1: But yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's her waterworks it's the that, moment he starts shredding.
0: So, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, Danny has a really big head. Yes. He's he's being a diva.
1: Oh, yeah. Undeservedly. And the thing, I don't know, it's kind of weird. What's weird because I think it's ironic mm-hmm. that we're on this episode. Yeah. Because I just just broke a tattoo world record. Yeah. And I'm in a band. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how this goes. No. A no. band member would not embarrassed, embarrass another member by saying he's married, but I will say I have heard reports in the past uh-huh. that managers and publicists would keep marriage announcements yeah. low because people, they thought that it, uh, the idea of a band member or a, a, a sex idol. Yeah. Would their popularity would diminish if yeah. they knew
0: they were taken. That is very common with pop stars in Japan. They actually have like no dating clauses written to their contracts.
1: Like you just, as you're an artist, you can't date people. Yeah.
0: Because they want to have that marketability That the idea or sell the idea that like You could date this girl you can't you can't date this Yeah you cannot you're not going to You're not going to never will right
1: So After he goes backstage he goes back Into a room refuses to apologize Vendetta and her friend are there and They reassure him that Scarlet is a Bitch vendetta says Everyone hates her she looks She looks at us like we're a bunch of Sluts and the girl says can you fucking imagine?
0: <laughs> yeah, I you know uh, we never see anything that Scarlet does. That's so objectionable and no, at any point. No, we just not hear all. about how it's.
1: Well, the thing is so, everything so that she we will talk about it uh, momentarily, but essentially Danny hates Scarlet mm-hmm. and hates that Scarlet and Nick are married yes. and thinks that she's going to Yoko Ono the situation. Yes. He thinks he's, he's in the Beatles. Right. Um, literally scarlet does nothing wrong in this no, episode not the only thing. thing she says is logical things like yeah. you don't show up to band practice you're always late yeah we always have to cover for you yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's normal yeah that's normal things to bitch about while being in a band i've yeah. been in bands yeah danny looks at him and says what do you want vendetta and she says i got something to show you Vendetta comes up to him, unzips her corset, and reveal a boobs. <laughs> but also, her new snake tattoo that's going from her stomach to her left breast. It actually like it like coils around her left boob. Right? Yeah. 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 Danny says, where'd you get that? She says, want to take a closer look? <laughs> he looks closer at her boobs. But just then, the tongue of the snake becomes real and hisses at Danny. Vendetta starts to laugh. I knew you'd like it. The guy who did it, he's incredible. Sleep with me and I'll tell you where he is. <laughs> <laughs> like every other guy's like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I
0: guess. Yeah. Like, how is that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how that's a bargain. Right. <laughs> like, I think geez, it's a whole. I, I do this thing I was going to do anyway.
1: Oh no. Right. I think that it's that, like, really. Stupid stereotype that groupies, their ultimate goal is to sleep with band members. Yeah. When more than likely they're just big fans that travel with the band. Yeah. You or not with, but like alongside yeah. to yeah. see all the shows. Right. All these stereotypes, like they may have existed, <laughs> right? But they haven't in a long time. So I don't know what to tell you. Danny forces her hand on his dick and says, "I'll show you where to find my snake." <laughs> I don't think he had to force her. No, no. No, he he certainly did not. I can already tell you're laughing. You like how I'm describing this episode. I you're love how you love more fun. Yes. It's working. <laughs> later,
0: at it's the not b- it's not the episode, it's you. Oh. Yeah. So sweet. Later, at the band's building, I It's I like it's it, like a, like a a crash house. like maybe it's a house they own together.
1: It's a house except later on we discover that uh it's Nick's house.
0: Okay. It's just that he Danny lives there too. Okay. I'll, t- I'll tell you Wait, you're living at another dude's house and you're being an asshole to him so actually that makes it worse yeah, yeah.
1: so danny is living danny is living with nick and Scarlett. scarlet yeah but he wants scarlet out, out. Band, yeah oh, and they're already married yeah well, that's fucking stupid yeah so danny and v- vendetta are boot scooting boogie they are going hip to hip and lip to lip but Vendetta cannot stop talking shit about Nick and Scarlet while they're fucking. <laughs> Danny gets
0: fed up and stops. And I think this may be the first hear, time. That's what I want to hear my partner talking about while we're going at it. It's another man. Or a woman. Yeah. Just talking shit about someone <laughs> yeah. while we're, I'm trying Complaining. to Complaining. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, but I will say this may be the first time in Tales from the Crypt History we get to see a hog. Yeah. We see the tip of... Um,
0: uh, Danny's hog yes, after he gets up we see her full frontal nudity too we do yeah. hey if
1: we're always going to talk about the boobs we see yeah, we, we, gotta, gotta, talk, pay, we, we gotta, gotta talk about the wieners we gotta talk about the wieners
0: uh, but yeah this is a actually I know HBO is known for their you know over the top content but this is the first time we've had like a graphic sex scene in tells in the crypt
1: yeah, yeah like actually like they're fucking yeah yeah. Danny says I, I don't even want to get the tattoo anymore get out <laughs> that's a thing to say Vendetta says well, what do you want? Danny replies, I want that bitch out of my life. <laughs> they can hear him. Oh, yeah. 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 He rushes through the house, butt naked, shouting. You hear that? I hate your guts. Vendetta is pleased. In the, On their side of the house, Scarlett goes up to Nick and says, I can't take it anymore. She says that they should go talk to him, but Nick says that. Uh, and, and says that Nick will defend him if they
0: confront him tomorrow. Yeah, if you wait for the anger to die down, you won't want to do it. Right, but
1: Nick says that they'll let him cool off because he's probably fucked up and they will talk tomorrow. And then they start fucking. Yes. I love how she's like, I can't take anymore. He's like, nah, baby. <laughs> Come over here. And she's like, okay. <laughs> Back in his room, Danny is touching all up on Vendetta's titty. When she slaps his hand, she says, We gotta go. Ferochet does not like to I be waiting. I don't understand her motivation.
0: She just loves causing shit.
1: Like she Yeah, just, she, but why
0: I, is she so eager to get him to this tattoo artist?
1: Oh no, I mean I think she she said, I'll you sleep with me, yeah, no, I'll but, hook you up with him. But I but she sla okay, it's done. Why is she have, like one okay, would okay, ass- no,
0: you need to go, you need to go.
1: Right. One would assume that I guess while he was yelling. At Scarlett saying, I hate your guts she was calling for Roche.
0: I get I saying, did.
1: Hey, can he, can I bring this guy? And he said yeah and I don't, up. yeah, I don't I don't understand it. But it anyway. didn't really make much sense as far no. as the timeline.
0: No, it doesn't. But
1: anyway, so basically after he gets done talking shit to Scarlett she refu- she uh initially wants to talk to him about it, but Nick says no, let's fuck. Yeah. He goes back to Vendetta and she's now complaining that they're gonna be late. Right. Which is weird because they never talked about it before they were fucking.
0: Right. And they were in the middle of fucking. He just, he didn't,
1: they didn't finish. He just stopped. Right. So I'm going to assume that some time has passed. Like at least a few hours. I guess. Because as Danny is leaving, Scarlet walks out and says that they need to talk. Danny says, fuck you. And I got an appointment. Vendetta stands next to him and says, hey, we got to go. And licks her lips at Scarlet as she angrily walks away. So, Vendetta is just like this toxic, I don't want to say, I mean, she's a groupie in the like credits and stuff, but yeah. I mean, this presence that wants to cause chaos within the band. Yeah. She's just, she's addicted to it. And I've met people who've oh, no, we, done that. We've known people like that, yeah. We've known those toxic uh, personalities. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Later, in the city slums, Vendetta is taking Danny to Ferocious Parlor, and once they get to the door, she immediately dips and says... He works alone. Kisses him on the
0: cheek. Says goodbye. The only way you know this, this is a tattoo parlor is there. They found an Ed Hardy tattoo online. It's printed it out and like stapled it to the wall beside the door.
1: Yeah, it looks like an industrial door, like at the back of a factory yeah. or a
0: warehouse. But it, it is literally it's just an Ed Hardy. It is literally just an Ed Hardy tattoo. It's
1: a Black Panther with, yeah, with a, a dagger, dagger through it his head. Yeah, which yeah. I've,
0: I've you know if you've seen Ed Hardy shit, you've seen that thing a thousand times. Oh yeah,
1: very recognizable. Danny rings the bell and the door opens, but no one is around. He enters into a room full of knives, voodoo items, pictures of tattoos, and candles, <laughs> and like
0: East Asian dragons. Yeah, yeah, it just it's a just a lot uh, of just the stuff. Just a bunch of stuff that, like, the set designer was like, "This looks like this looks spooky and occult." Right. Just buy it and put it on the wall. And the the examples of the tattoo art that he has on those walls does not match what the signs had outside. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. As he's
1: scoping the scene, he's interrupted by Ferochet and he has two topless women on both arms. Ferochet is angry at Danny because he's late and he demands that he take his shirt off. Danny apologizes, takes the shirt off. And upon inspection, Ferochet insults Danny's already existing tattoos. And Danny replies, Hey, every one of them is a story. And I'll take it back. The best line of the episode is for Rocher. It says, fuck you and the story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for Roche. Go- There's a bunch of good lines in this yes. episode. For Rocher goes on to explain. He doesn't do tattoos. He brings what is on the inside outside. It says, <laughs> if you have the money and you're brave enough, we can do business. Danny agrees and wants a tiger, but Faroche immediately interrupts, saying he doesn't have a choice. He says, the skin has a story to tell, and I'll find it. Smooth jazz plays as the assistants hold down Danny and Farroche starts tapping uh, with skill on Danny's chest with tattooing yeah, tools. These yeah. are like
0: old school. These are old school, like Yeah, you could have to, like tat like He's hammering in or tapping in. He's hammering in the ink. A thing. Yeah. It looks like a tooth, basically. Right. A hammer and a tooth to to tattoo him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Danny is in pain, but ask about Faroche's eye patch, saying, what, is it just for effect? Ferochet reveals that his eye is missing and said, a Haitian dictator didn't like the story that his skin told. So he took out my eye with a salad fork.
0: Yeah, this was uh, he mentions uh, Papa Doc uh, Duleve, who was a Haitian dictator who integrated like things like voodoo into his like cult of personality. Oh, really? And he was so feared that like there was no popular resistance to him. Like there people were just even like scared to speak privately against him because they oh, thought well. he had powers. Yikes. Yeah.
1: Feroche gets back. That's happened as Danny. It gets more and more in pain. All of a sudden, he envisions Scarlet dead in a bathtub, and suddenly, Ferochet is done. Danny goes to the mirror, and uh, and it reveals on his chest that the tattoo is a I, I believe it Chinese dragon um, yeah. style dragon, like a green dragon with a red hair yes upon its yeah. neck yeah, but also next to it is a portrait of Scarlet's face yeah.
0: It, it might be kind of racist. <laughs> Oh wow, yeah, just yeah. thinking about
1: that. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Danny freaks out, doesn't pay and rushes out. Feroche doesn't give chase and says, "You'll pay later."
0: Ooh. This isn't
1: the first time someone hasn't paid him. No. At the band's house or uh, Nick's house. It's funny. Nick is like the main like reason like people either want him or, or, yeah. or like, don't, doesn't want him to leave or cares about him, or is married to him, yeah. he's almost not in the episode. Yeah.
0: At all. Yeah, Everybody cares about Nick, what Nick's going to do. He's the focal point, but you he doesn't, he has like two lines, maybe. Two yeah. or three lines. He's
1: hardly in it. At Nick's place, Danny inspects his tattoo, but Scarlet walks in. He hurries to get a shirt on, and as soon as they meet, they argue over Danny's erratic behavior, and Danny thinking that Scarlett will ruin the band. As she storms out, Scarlett says, oh, and we think you should move out.
0: No, oh, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, he should. He absolutely If should. they are the biggest act in the world, he has the money. He does. Yeah. He does. Uh, yeah. During this argument, he essentially is like, we're the biggest band in the country. Why are you trying to ruin this? And she's like, I'm not trying to ruin it. You're not reliable. You yeah. never show up on time. You You're ruining this. it. You're ruining it. Yeah. And to be honest, record executives have more faith in Nick mm-hmm. than they do you. Yeah. And he said something along the lines of, what would Nick be without Danny? And then she replies, what would Danny be without Nick? He
0: has, he has really bad lead singer syndrome.
1: Yes, he does. Yeah.
0: He doesn't even play an instrument, does he? He's just a vocalist, yeah. Yeah, he's just a vocalist, yeah. yeah.
1: Danny is pissed and goes to the nightclub that they previously played at, which the show was ruined because Nick walked off stage. Yeah. At the club, Danny apologizes to the club owner about their last performance, promises a make a makeup show, but runs into the vendetta. He takes her very forcefully, once again, mm-hmm. to a room, insisting that she gave Feroche a picture of Scarlet for a tattoo as a gag. Vendetta is completely clueless and shocked at the Scarlet portrait. And says, Feroce is magic. He knows what's under your skin. She insists that he can get it removed. He Danny calms down and apologizes for going off. And later, I it just like this part after he apologizes, it just segues to being in in Nick's house again, but yeah. with a doctor. Yeah. So we don't know how much time has passed.
0: Right. It had to be a bit of
1: time. A bit. Yeah. It has to be something because he he has a procedure. Yeah. Later. Later, a doctor is removing bandages from Danny's chest, who had the tattoo removed. Danny is complaining that it still burns, and once they reveal uh, his chest, Scarlet's face is still there, and the doctor, who was old as dirt, he goes, that's bizarre. (laughs) It's not not that easy. What? To get a tattoo removed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Danny is still in pain and freaks out. The doctor leaves and Vendetta says, if you can't get rid of the tattoo, you could at least get rid of her. Later, Danny catches up with Nick and they start to patch things up. Yet Nick is still a little less enthusiastic. He more of less goes like, okay, you know, exorcist for life. Right. So, I mean, technically Scarlett was right. Yeah. Because once Danny is alone with Nick, Danny knows
0: how to manipulate. manipulate Yeah. And I think that might be where the conflict is coming from is that he, he is losing power over Nick. He can't stand
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Later, Danny sits and thinks about the shit that Scarlett was saying about him when they had their argument. He laughs in a mirror as he scratches Scarlett's face on his tattoo. That night, the band is doing sound checks and getting ready for their makeup show in this club They're doing the sound waiting. check In front of a full audience Yeah that's weird Yeah Cause I actually had to Scratch it out Cause I said They're playing a show Yeah There's a full crowd There's The only f- person who's not
0: there Is Danny Yeah and they keep saying It's a sound check They say it several times There's no audience During a sound check Yeah
1: Unless you're like At a festival Or you're at a small A very small bar right. Where you're like Second or third On the bill Right But if you're Quote the biggest band In America You're not gonna have a crowd
0: They have done that Sound check in the afternoon
1: Right, absolutely. That night, you know, they're doing uh, sound checks for their makeup show, and they're all waiting for Danny to arrive, but he's still at Nick's place. He goes into Nick and Scarlett's area of the house while Scarlett is taking a bath. Scarlett hears the door open from behind her and says, Hey, when sound checks? Thinking that it's Nick, but Danny says, Sound checks over, bitch. <laughs> She screams as Danny strangles her and smashes her head on the wall, killing her and drops her into the tub, just like his vision. (gasps) Oh, oh good Lord. (laughs) Gasp, choke. (laughs) Nick uh, is backstage asking Danny if he has seen Scarlet, and Danny plays aloof, as he would. Nick then asks a stagehand to call Scarlet as he's concerned. Danny closes the door, looks at Vendetta and says, I did it. I killed the bitch. Vendetta
0: says, I'm so turned on. <laughs> she starts. See, to I, I think, I think I just stumbled upon, uh, Vendetta's motivation. Huh? So she can, we've seen very easily manipulate, uh, Danny mm-hmm. to doing what she wants. Just oh, throw right. a little ass his way and he'll, he'll do what she wants. Right. right. Um, So if he controls Danny or she controls Danny, she controls the band because he controls Nick. Oh, but if with Scarlet in there, he can no longer control Nick. So he can't control the band. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. So she can't control the band. I have another theory. Yeah. What's that? The whole thing is that
1: Scarlet is under Danny's skin. Yeah. So that's what shows up above his skin. Mm -hmm. Is he in love with her?
0: (sighs) He's in love with Nick. Who isn't? Yeah, I know, right? The Have whole you seen that is. shredding? I know. My God. Good Lord. Just imagine what he can do with his fingers. Choke. Gasp. <laughs> he can make me choke, gasp. <laughs> oh, Bruce. <laughs> anyway. Anyway.
1: Um, I forgot where I was. Oh, Vendetta says, I'm so turned on at the idea that Scarlet's dead. She starts to touch his chest, but he pushes her away, saying it still burns. He removes the bandages again. But this time the tattoo is still there, but Scarlett's portrait is her as a corpse. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. He immediately freaks. Nick gets word that Scarlett has not been answered, not answered her phone and she can't be found. And he is full blown worried. But the club owner starts to get pissed that they're running behind on a make good show. So Nick gets Danny on stage. On stage, Nick is jamming, but Danny is uh, motionless. Yeah, he is just staring at the floor. He's not on planet Earth right now. No, he starts to sing, but he can't as he starts to grab his chest, and his chest starts to move.
0: Ooh! Oh no! Ooh.
1: The other band members are confused as da- as Danny is not saying his lines in the mic for the song, and Danny runs off stage. Vendetta follows but gets a this is your fault and a couple of slaps for her troubles yeah and he runs into the dressing room she's on the ground like just yeah not doing well once in the dressing room Danny takes off his shirt and reveal his torso is all twisted and moving suddenly the dragon from the tattoo shoots out of his torso and starts attacking him <laughs> it, it is very um, what's a good uh, like a puppet yeah it,
0: yeah, rah, yeah rah, and it's, it's tongues waggling at him Making whip noises
1: Yeah, but it's still in his chest So like, yeah. because it's one of those like really long uh, yeah. Chinese style dragons mm-hmm. It basically goes from the middle of his chest Loops over yeah. to where he's face to face with uh, uh, Danny and they're fighting Yeah Just then, Nick goes off stage and checks on Vendetta who's on the ground in which Vendetta says, fuck him, he killed Scarlet. (laughs) Nick immediately rushes to confront Danny, but as he opens the door, he's appalled at the sight of Danny having cut, cut off the whole tattoo with a shard of glass. Danny says, holding the portrait of Scarlet, says, she'll never be under my skin again. As we fade to black.
0: Dun, dun, dun. dun. dun.
1: The Crypt Keeper, now with a skeleton version of the Beatles, (laughs) and they're all in different colored Sergeant Pepper costumes, they start jamming, and the Crypt Keeper says, Nick was the guitarist, but Danny was the real Axe Man. But
0: there was, there was,
1: he didn't watch watch his own story.
0: You're thinking too hard.
1: (laughs) The Crypt Keeper starts to shred, saying, you're never too cold rock and roll it is an improvement on the beatles i like the beatles really i like pop beatles not Hmm. hippie beatles Hmm. i don't know all right uh
0: and that is how the episode ends yeah that's it so so, Bruce. I like it a bit better. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but only because you improved upon it. Oh, I yeah. just uh, I just wrote what I saw. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> all that I saw. Um, please, so, please write high more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let let me know out there. Should I should I uh, go down this path more on my enthusiastic
0: yes research?
1: Yes. Um. So, are we to assume the dragon popping out of the chest is from his head? I think so. And yeah. his 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 basically, he freaked out and carved his torso up to where he kills himself. I don't think he'd kill himself. I, it looks pretty deep, dude. He's, he's 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 gonna be fucked up. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I I know that when Danny open or, or uh, Nick opened the door to confront about
0: killing, yeah, he's his me- wife, he's he's messed up. He's absolutely messed yeah. up. There's no dragon in that room. There's, there's no dragon in that room. I'm, I'm saying like he's physically messed himself up. Oh like, yeah, one hundred percent. It's it's not as as you would say. And ouchie, he's no boo boo. It's no boo no boo. <laughs> but I don't think it necessarily would kill him. Right. Yeah. The shock might kill him. Yeah. Like, I mean the the fact that that
1: band is popular shocks me. Yeah. Because they suck. <laughs> yeah, they are terrible. I mean, the the thing is, there's not even that much music in the episode. No, there's not. Just when they start playing, it's like this is the most generic, generic heavy metal, heavy metal thing that like your mom hears when she's going to Walgreens, right? Yeah, yeah. It's
0: it's what, like I said, it's what uh, white suburbia imagines heavy metal to be. Right. It's like,
1: yeah,
0: y'all know, y'all know what I'm talking about.
1: But I I still think it's fun. The cast do a good job. Doesn't really make the most sense. No, but I do like that he pays for his. Yeah, shit. he gets his comeuppance, I yeah. guess. But it yeah. just sucks that Nick lost his wife when, for, at least
0: from the evidence that the episode tells us, she did nothing wrong.
1: Nick and Scarlett did nothing wrong.
0: No, they did not. They were just living their lives, and and uh, uh, Dar- Danny was upset he was losing power over Nick, and Vendetta was losing was upset she was losing power over the band. Right. That's it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. We need cool names like Scarlet and Vendetta. Yeah, we do. We Spooky Bruce and Orion. Ryan. But Vendetta sounds cool. Though. Yeah. Vendetta. I kind of wish I had a
0: dog uh, like, you know, like, uh, you know, like Wolfman Jack. That's such a cool name. Malibu Jack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but we got to have, like, they don't have an associative word. It's just Scarlet and yeah. Vendetta. Oh, kinda yeah. Kind of like American Gladiators. Yeah. You ready for mine? Yeah, go ahead. Depression. <laughs> 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 just kidding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I am ADHD, and welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll
1: give it a solid C plus. Yeah, it gets a C. Like it gets its goofiness raises it a little bit from being slightly mediocre, but I still, it's a good time. There's yeah. worse episodes. It
0: will be memorable, I think. Right. As far as episodes go, it won't be one I would want to go back to right but it's memorable yeah yeah I, it wouldn't be in my top episodes
1: uh but it's still fun and it it's not bad no yeah it's the best thing best way you could say it but boy how we have a story from the comic oh, yes. oh my god
0: <laughs> all right so let's get into this this is from hunt of fear number 12 art and writing by johnny craig color by marie severin now i will say also this is not one of johnny craig's best stories
1: yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's
0: a very mediocre story. With it, an ending that comes out of nowhere. At least the weirdness
1: in the episode has some merit yeah. or, or a, a string attached to it. Yeah. Because of Feroche's existence. Mm-hmm. This is just And
0: because Voodoo is scary. Right. Yeah. Ooh. But this is just like why
1: is this happening? Right. There's no explanation There's for no anything.
0: Yeah. All right. Steve is a wealthy cargo ship magnate. He absolutely adores his family, consisting of his young, attractive wife Helen and his younger brother Larry. So much so, he gets the tattoo of the three of them arm in arm on his chest. But Helen and Larry resent Steve. The two begin an affair while plotting to kill Steve for his money. But when the time comes, they find out that some dead men can tell tales. Dun, dun, dun! dun. That's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. That was really good. Yeah, so you can already see. There's no similarity between these two stories. Just the tattoo. Yeah. That's it. And a tattoo that changes at the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but... I think I just spoiled it. Oh, well. eh. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, if you didn't read this in 1952... 52. 52. Yeah. Which, by the way, the episode was June 27th, 1992, and the comic was March 1952. Wow. So, uh, we ready? Yeah, let's go. Let's figure this one out. Yeah. If we can. We, we won't be able to. Right. No. The, the vault keeper is narrating. And by the way, this is the first time I've read a comic in which the host... As a side hustle, the way the Crypt Keeper does. Yes. She's, or he's becoming a tattoo artist. He is. Uh, the, epi- the the episode, the story opens to the Vault Keeper practicing tattooing at a correspondence school. Yes. Which is so weird because he's like, yeah, I'm at a correspondence school learning how to tattoo.
0: <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, well. <laughs> and I how he has to justify it, too. Not just like, uh, I just felt like learning it. It was, I guess the story inspired me or something. Right. I don't know. You don't yeah. have to apologize for it, dude. If you yeah. want to be a tattoo artist, go ahead. You're a Vault Keeper. Just yeah. keep the Vault. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Tattoo-riddled
1: Steven Anderson, a wealthy steamship owner, and his young, attractive wife, Helen, get a phone call. It's Steven's younger brother, Larry. Steven, who hasn't seen his brother in four years, tells him to come right by to meet his wife, Helen. Helen is upset because they have an important appointment with an influential family, the Vander's. Yeah, it
0: seems like a dinner date or something. Yeah.
1: Steven insists, saying that his brother is like a son to him. He put Larry through school and even some of his tattoos are memories of their lives. Helen hates his tattoos, but gives in on canceling with the Vanderhorns. The vault keeper narrates, why is Helen with this old slob Steve? It's for his money. She never regretted it. Minus when he talks about his tattoos, she hates them, but she'll be Sorry. This night. Ooh. Later, Helen opens the door for Larry. He is handsome, and Helen gasps. <laughs> oh. Larry says that he uh, that he wasn't expecting. Oh, by the
0: way, they also tell us that um uh, that Steve's a slob.
1: What, what's no wrong point, with it? He's just a th- no, he's just, big he's dude.
0: D- big dude. Yeah. Like it's weird
1: because like they kind of make it off in the beginning that why is she with this piece of shit? Yeah. He's. First off, he's rich. Yeah. And he's in love with his wife. Yeah. Like, he, he actually it. doesn't do
0: anything wrong. He does not do anything wrong. He drinks a bit. He, yeah, that's it. But, like, he's not a mean drunk. He's not abusive. He's not abusive. He loves his family. Like, right. It, it, this is like the episode in the fact that, like, we hear about how horrible he is. We never see it, though.
1: I think it's one of those things that I think was common back then that being fat in a comic was immediately a s- you're not. A, a good person a sign of
0: immorality right yeah and i i think that there is some of that like uh that you know quote unquote fat phobia in right. there but it's also weird because bill Gaines was not a small dude right that oh, dude bill, was, G- bill like Sasquatch. was a big dude yeah 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 That's so interesting. I yeah wow i never thought about that way
1: larry says that he wasn't expecting a young and beautiful woman to be his brother's wife when La- when steve walks in they have a big hug Steve says four years a sailor made a he-man out of his brother and asked if he has any
0: tattoos. He doesn't, and Helen notices. <laughs> this is also like uh, tattoos were considered a sign of immorality. Oh, yeah, and Someone was 52? very rough. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah for sure. Larry asks Steve if he ever got that chest tattoo that he always wanted. Steve says not yet. He's waiting on the right exceptional tattoo to put there, but says, quote, Before I die, I'll have one done. Yikes. Foreshadowing. Poor choice of words. Yeah. Helen suggests hearing Larry's stories at sea, but Larry suggests that they go out and about the town. The vault keeper narrates drinking a drink, which by the way, the vault keeper is drunk. Yeah. And says, (laughs) Steve was so happy to have his brother back. He was content to sit at the bar while Larry and Helen danced. Hip to hip. Hip to hip. Yeah. There's no room for God in there. (laughs) Or morals. (laughs) While dancing, Helen says, Steve's drinking a lot tonight. Maybe we should stop and get him home. Larry replies, after this dance, but why do you worry anyway? You don't love him. Helen is taken (gasps) aback. Larry says, I see how you look at him. You married him for his money. You're yeah, beautiful and you can have any brute you want. He, mu- he must dominate you the way he has dominated me. I even hate him myself.
0: Yeah like again he hey. does nothing wrong. This is that thing that people who are angling to have affairs do where they're like oh my, my spouse treats me so poorly. Justification. Yeah justifying yeah. it not to themselves but to the other person. Right. They're both doing it to each other. Right.
1: Yeah. Helen breaks the dance and walks up to Steve's table but he is a pod lastered he's drunk and saying how happy he is to have his wife and kid brother at last together helen says they need to go home as they're walking helen and larry are helping steve walk down the street but he spots a tattoo parlor he immediately rushes the shop saying that he finally knows the chess piece that he wants it is revealed that he gets a giant tattoo of all three of them standing side by side. With their arms around each other. With their arms around each other. And the best line of the comic, Helen says, very nice, let's go home. <laughs> that that would have taken some time. Yeah. Yeah. For Even they, if
0: it was just they, the black line, which it looks like it is. Yeah. That's hours of work. At least a couple hours. They weren't sitting there the whole time. They were not. If they were, they were bored out of their fucking minds. That's why she said,
1: let's go yeah, home. Let's go.
0: Yeah. At Helen and Steve's place, Helen and Larry
1: get Steve to sleep, and and afterwards Helen says that Larry can spend the night, but Larry says, "I hope you're not still sore about what I said earlier." Helen says, "I'm not. It's all true. I don't mind. I didn't mind my marriage until you came along." Oh, Larry says, "Come here, baby," (laughs) and they kiss. And it's
0: a it's a really good like splash panel.
1: It is, yeah. Uh, them except they're both pieces kissing, of shit, yeah. What's <laughs> right. That? Except they're both pieces of shit. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But the art is really good. It is. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Johnny Craig, Johnny Craig, and Maurice Severn. Mm-hmm. The vault keeper interrupts, saying, "I hope they hear it." Right. <laughs> 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 so, damn it. Uh, the vault keeper says, "So Larry called Helen's number, and she answered. Ooh. Their love grew." Steve never suspected, but finally, they reached the boiling point. So I'm assuming some time has passed. Yes. Helen says, I can't divorce Steve. He'll blackball us out of the steamship line money and we'll live as bums. Larry convinces Helen to help him kill Steve once and for all, and they take the money. You greedy, ungrateful pieces of shit. Right. This dude has done nothing but love you. Right. He got a tattoo of you. Yes. Yes. Later, Steve asks Larry to grab some soap
0: as he's about to take a bath. That's weird. It's I, he's like he it, shows up and he's like, "Hey, hey, Larry, I'm about to take a bath. Grab the soap for me." Like, is he going to get in with you? Like, I'm not gonna, not gonna ask my
1: adult brother to right. grab me some soap. I don't know. In my while I'm in my towel, right? It's weird. I
0: don't know. Wash my back, buddy. <laughs> Jesus, I love you so much. Oh my god. Later, what are you doing step brother. <laughs> What are you doing, shipping What are you brother? doing, step host?
1: <laughs> later, um, not later, but uh, Steve asked Larry if he grabs some soap, but instead, Larry grabs Steve from behind, yelling, all right, Helen, it's time, and she runs in. I'm not exaggerating. I looked at the text. I looked at the pictures. She runs in with a goddamn caveman club. Yes, yeah, she does. I thought it was a baseball bat. <laughs> no. The narration says club. Club, yeah. Where is Helen getting <laughs> a club? A club. where do you I'm, even get a club? I put caveman, lol.
0: Yeah, like I don't I don't you can't just go out and buy a club. I have no idea. Anyway.
1: And she starts whacking it on her husband's head till quote, you know, I love my narration yeah. in the comics. Till his head was soggy, oozing mess of
0: red. Okay. So <sighs> they fucked up. Yeah yeah, they fucked up Not not because of what's revealed But because of their plan She goes ham on his ass Do, She does They still say that was I guess that, so Was that cringe as the kids say these days No ha- I still say ham Alright But I'm 38 Yeah Huh Anyway So <laughs> Hey if they uh, don't the like way, our language Fuck kids By the way kids. My oldest child came over this weekend To celebrate his fi- uh, his 50th Jesus fucking wow, Christ Wow 21st birthday Happy birthday Yeah And I never felt so old then when him and grace were talking about like you know just like pop culture stuff i was like i have no idea what the fuck you all are talking about
1: yeah their shit's boring anyway yeah who cares yeah Let's see oh yeah uh by the way larry then puts the club in the cellar and calls the police saying that there's been an accident i don't know i've never yeah, tripped it, and this fell is a, in the yeah. bathroom and my head split open right
0: right <laughs> It almost looks like I got beaten in the head with a club, right? No, he doesn't put it in the cellar. He throws it in the furnace. Oh, he it does? Burn up. Yeah, that's what oh, they okay. say in the narration. But yeah, like she just beats him and beats him and beats him until his head is pulp. Uh, right? oozing mess of red. Right. And now they're like, oh yeah, he slipped and fell in the bathroom. That's... <laughs> his head just did that. Like case, Like a grape. <laughs> just
1: then, Helen screams. They both walk into the bathroom and they freak out at Steve's tattoo. Larry then asks for some acid, but Helen says, no, you got me into this. This was your idea. I'm not taking the blame. She grabs a gun, which is the appropriate weapon for killing someone instead of a club club.
0: and shoots Larry killing him. (laughs) She says this is going to be self-defense, right? She's like uh, the American gun owner in 2023. I can shoot you if I just say it's self-defense, right? She grabs the gun and shoots him, saying it's going to be in self defense. Later,
1: the police arrive and they see Helen with a bunch of bottles of acid and bleach babbling incoherently. The cops see Steve's tattoo, but it is changed. <sighs> it is changed to instead of the three of them arm in arm, it's the exact scene <laughs> of Larry holding Steve with. Uh,
0: As Helen (laughs) is carrying a club. It's like Johnny Craig took that panel. And put it on Steve's chest. And just traced it onto Steve's chest. Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) So it's tech. But the thing is, in the tattoo, Steve is shirtless. So it's an infinity tattoo. Yes. Of his his own murder.
0: (laughs) I didn't realize that. (laughs) If you look
1: closely, I'm going to post it on social media when this airs. But... There's it's, the it's tattoo is murder,
0: murder tattoos all the way down. Yes, because that tattoo
1: has the tattoo, and that tattoo has the tattoo. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! It's fucking gosh. golden. Doesn't That's make a fantastic. goddamn lick of sense.
0: No, it does not make sense at, at, at all. all.
1: Um, the the vault keep, basically the cops go, "Wow, she's nuts." I wonder how he died. Wow, look at his chest. And then the story ends. The vault keeper says Helen couldn't rub out the tattoo. As she
0: did Larry and Steve. Oh, hey, that's a good turn of phrase. Yeah. Uh,
1: how do you turn a phrase? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the story. So how they got this yes, to be the episode is beyond me. Yes, we, I, need,
0: we need to get in contact with, who uh, is uh, who is right around this, Larry Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, we need to get in t- contact with him and try to figure out, like, how did you go from A to B? Right. This isn't even A to B. This is A to 1. Right, like, right. Like it's, it's, you left letters and you're in numbers now.
1: Well, you know, I bet he's like, I couldn't do a club. Who would have a <laughs> club in, in, in 1992? <laughs> I have to make up this band and groupies <laughs> and uh, we have a contract, so we got to show titties.
0: You oh, know, man. I don't
1: know. Um, but that's the story. Uh, I'm definitely going to give the episode uh, the nod. Yes. Because uh, yeah. at least it somewhat makes sense. Because at least there's, even though it's, like you said, it's a stereotype, It's it's been done to death. Right. But the voodoo priest doing the tattoo, at least. There is a make, reason for it. Yeah. It makes the um, illusions or whatever non-realistic things happen,
0: happen. Yeah. This yeah. is
1: just, he gets killed and his tattoo changes. Yeah. 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 There's no special tattoo
0: artist, it's just no. a regular parlor. No, yeah.
1: So, well, here's the thing though. I might have just I might have just fucked myself over on that. How? I don't think I don't know if they ever do show the tattoo artist, but but
0: they do in the very first panel.
1: He says, "I don't remember this tattoo shop being there." And the vault keeper is tattooing in the beginning. Did the vault keeper give him the tattoo? Because no, I'm pretty sure there was just a regular because guy I think they him.
0: said the story inspired him to become a tattoo artist. So he wasn't he wasn't a tattoo artist when, the, when he read the story. Okay, okay. So, yeah. so
1: I'm just trying I'm trying to make it yeah, seem, yeah. make it make sense. And failing apparently. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah. It's just there's a magical tattoo parlor showed up, and he happened to stumble across it. If you could
1: have a tattoo become real, mm-hmm. one would you get a tattoo? Yeah. And two, what would you get?
0: Uh... <laughs> So my buddy Mike and I, we, we made up a superhero named Wolfman. Okay. All right. And his power was he shot wolves out of his hands. Oh, <laughs> no. Very confused wolves because they're just a wolf that come out, they, they grab from the world and teleported it, it through his hands. Oh, God. <laughs> and so like he was like Iceman. He could like do like the slides <laughs> of wolves. With wolves
1: right? Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> and so I have a wolf I could shoot out of my hand. <laughs> What
1: if you used your power, though, and you used all the wolves, and now they're extinct?
0: Oh, yeah, that's something we didn't, like, think about. Ooh, You got
1: to think about the long game. <laughs> well, I
0: think it would be a magical wolf. I would have a
1: tattoo of a $50 bill.
0: Oh, nice. Oh, God. So where more? literally
1: anytime I needed money, I would just touch the tattoo and get 50 bucks.
0: Oh, man. I want to go back. I don't want wolves anymore.
1: <laughs> I don't want wolves now. <laughs> <laughs> No wolves, just ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my life. <laughs> <laughs> Same here, buddy. Same here. Um, yeah. Episode, I'll give a C plus. I'll give the comic like a, a C, C minus. minus. Yeah. It's just that's, fine. That's, yeah. But the, the 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 C is for Marie Severin.
0: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> what? She's a legend. Oh, it, that's like the Severin doesn't start with a C. No, I'm like saying, I'm coloring. saying, like it, it yeah. got a C minus because yeah. of her. Uh, so, do you know what we have in store for next time? I do. We have season four, episode four,
1: seance from Vault of Horror number twenty five. Ooh, that sounds promising. Oh yeah, we'll see. I don't remember it, but it sounds promising. Well, let's. I don't even know what I was gonna say. <laughs> let's fucking do it next time. We want to thank everyone for listening. We really appreciate. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, thank you so much for everyone who gave us feedback on the uh, Evil Dead Rise episode. Yeah, that was
0: a lot of fun. It was a lot yeah. of
1: fun. I really like that. And yeah. I think I just suggest we just do it whenever the fuck we feel like.
0: Right. It. And it, I think mean, you've got friends who don't normally listen that actually listen to that one.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I, I just think that like I was tr- I was starting to think of what episodes we could do that with, uh-huh. but I shut myself off. Like, nope. Whenever there's a new movie out and we both look at each other we'll know Yeah. same we did, same thing we cuz how long did it take us to decide to do that episode 10 seconds yeah we're like we're
0: doing it yeah like like you said you didn't like it and i was like ooh that might be content
1: right yeah <laughs> so i uh, can't promise the next time we'll do one but thank you so much for those who did listen yeah. thank you
0: for listening to this episode we have social media. We do have social media. Where can they find you, Ryan?
1: I love this like table tennis back and forth where I'm <laughs> like, go ahead. And you're like, no, Ryan, you go ahead.
0: Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at whore Ryan. You can find me at Mr. Spooky Bruce on
1: Twitter. You can catch the show on Twitter and Instagram at Crypt Keepers
0: pod. And you can find the show's email address at Crypt Keeper show at the, the Gmail <laughs> And if you like what you heard, leave a rating and review on the podcast app of your choice. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, see you soon, (laughs) kiddies.